Hi everyone, this is Yitz Epstein. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. Today I'll be discussing emotions and trauma and what happens during trauma to the emotional well-being of the individual and to the emotions. So there are three things that happen when a person is enduring trauma. Or I should say there's three things, three components that are occurring to the individual and they are uh, the person is unexpecting the trauma. They're not they're not aware um, that, the, that there's an adverse situation, they have an expectation of what should be happening and then something else happens. They're unprepared, they're not ready for it, so it blindsides them. And also they're helpless, they are not able to reach out for help and, and get assistance during this time. So these three aspects come together to an individual and there, be, there creates a trauma. Now, everybody has their own experiences of trauma. Everyone has a subjective reality. So what might be traumatic for one person is not necessarily traumatic for somebody else. But for each individual, the more frightened and helpless they are, the more traumatized they will be. And in this, in this experience of feeling frightened and helpless, they will, be, they will activate the uh, fight, fright, and f- freeze response. And the, this response is, is the, the body goes into this, this kind of like fight mode, where, or, or protective mode, I should say, where they need to immediately respond to assure that there's a f- further survival. So in the moment, it's about surviving. So in, a, in an attempt to eliminate the threat, they will either go into a combative stance, they will either shut down in fear uh, or freeze. Now, this initial rush of adrenaline uh, raises blood pressure, heart rate, and oh, if this happens over a long period of time, and cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone, does not get lowered, uh, which means the threat is not essentially eliminated because the individual is not calming himself, which is what happens when you realize the threat is no longer, then the immune system is susceptible to sickness. Now, with narcissistic abuse, because there's no really full identification of the cause, because obviously there's unawareness, there's just an unawareness of, of who what's truly going on here, all the, all the secret covert attempts of a narcissist, then the cortisol levels are not going to go back to normal. There's going to be a constant stress going on. And we're not going to talk about it now, but this is actually very much uh, the point of, of the narcissist. They, they want their victims under constant duress. They need their victims to feel compromised emotionally, psychologically, and ultimately serving. So what happens is, is the logical brain, when there's this overriding emotional chaos and stress going on, the emotional brain is, 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 is running the show. The logical brain is clouded. Um, the individual is operating out of reactivity. Um, the amygdala is it's, it's going to be very easily triggered um, because it's always, uh, it's always um, on guard. So it's very easily, if, if like, you know, you see this in, in, in war veterans, uh, like a pots, like hotter pans start like maybe fall to the ground and they'll sound like bullets. They'll kind of freak out even though there's obviously no threat. Uh, this is an overactive amygdala oftentimes seen in, in PTSD, individuals suffering from PTSD. So what happens at this point in time is that the subconscious is going to um, is going to kind of s- stuff down this emotion. It's going to hold on to this emotion uh, for essentially um, to protect the emotional well being. So it kind of protects the emotions because the emotions are threatened. Right? There's a fear of the emotional emotions getting wounded again, uh, and the subconscious is going to hold on to these emotions now. 
There are studies that have proven that there's almost 90% of illnesses come from repressed emotions, such as anger, sadness, and fear, which are the main three. Now, repressed repressed, um, emotions are essentially poison to the psyche because when they're not processed, when they're forced to freeze uh, and, and kind of hold itself down, they uh, they want to be felt. You know, emotions are not meant to be stuffed down and disconnected from. But during trauma, our emotions, we can't allow our emotions to, to run the show because we're too busy in protective mode. So we need to get these emotions out of the way because they're actually getting in the way of, you know, if you're in battle and you're, you know, and you're, there's threats all around and you're deciding that you're uncomfortable, well, nobody cares about your comfort level. It's, there's threats. So you kind of need to disconnect from your emotional well-being. And during trauma, the emotions become a threat because they can get in the way of your protecting yourself. So uh, stuffing them down seems like a very, very good option. Uh, in fact, it happens naturally uh, in, in, in reactive uh, mode where uh, the emotions really get stuffed down into the subconscious. So the longer they're unresolved, like I said, they become poisonous. And these negative emotions um, start festering. They become very, um, uh, become really, uh, but like they are, I, the they are outside of the individual's conscious awareness. So they're in the subconscious, meaning the person doesn't realize where they went. They think they've solved the problem. Yet there's so much inner chaos going on below the surface that's outside of their awareness. And whenever the individual gets triggered later on, the subconscious will, will the emotions in the subconscious are going to start flooding out, which is why you see you know narcissistic rage or you see victims of abuse who are just calm and all of a sudden somebody says something or does something and bam, they go into this hyper-reactive state and start lashing out or shutting down or dissociating. Um, what's going on here is that the emotions below the surface are starting to get activated. They're starting to wake up and, and they, want, they want to be felt. Uh, and this is the way emotions are. They're meant to be felt. They're meant to be, emotions are, are meant to be flowing. Uh, emotions is energy. Emotion is energy. So if energy is not allowed to flow which is energy is continuous. Uh, you can't stop stuff. You can't stop emotions. So what ends up happening is they become like a pressure valve and then a trigger comes along, uh, a pressure cooker or, you know, uh, something comes along and trips up the, 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 the extreme uh, stressful, stressed out box of emotions and all of a sudden they come pouring out. So the subconscious, um, what these emotions below the surface, you know, the individual chooses the meaning and to express the emotions. Um, so basically, an, a child creates meaning behind their emotions. Uh, emotions are, are meaningless. They are just emotions. Now, they have, they have indications. For example, if you're feeling sad, then chances are you're sad. But what ends up happening is, is that a lot of times is that individuals with trauma, trauma people who, have, who experience trauma will create a, a story or they'll create meaning behind their trauma, which isn't necessarily the truth. Um, and with narcissistic abuse, the meaning behind their trauma is really oftentimes misallocated to, to the wrong cause. Um, they don't, it's hard to see the perpetrator for doing what they're doing. So they oftentimes blame themselves, blame a third party, blame a religion, blame God, blame something else when it's really, there's a narcissistic abuser who's doing these things. So, um, between the stimuli and the response, I think Viktor Frankl said this, there's a, there's a space where we have power to choose our response. So when a person gets triggered and they immediately go into emotional reaction, they're not really giving themselves the chance to create the meaning they want behind the subconscious emotion. So 
when the emotion comes up, they have already created the meaning behind it. So therefore, they're already going into reactive mode because they already know what's what's the deal, what's going on, how to interpret their emotions. Now, in order to heal from any trauma, the emotion needs to be felt. You can't disconnect from your emotions. You absolutely need to feel them. And when you feel the emotion, you can slowly reevaluate the meaning you gave to the emotion as a child. Uh, and when this happens, you can start to see that the, 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 oftentimes you lie to yourself, you were lied to, or, or society, or family of origin. Somebody downloaded a, a message that was simply incorrect, and that was. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that we have to get in touch with the truth. The subconscious emotions are going to come up and, and kind of be be when they're felt, when we allow ourselves to feel these feelings and see the the story or the meaning or the the core belief we created because of these emotions. Um, you know, as a child, you know, the meaning we create is that people are bad or people are scary or threats. And this obviously creates extreme disconnect. We don't want to, we don't want to feel that way. So either we feel the feeling, process it and kind of disconnect the meaning we created to it, or we end up kind of living our whole life in this place of childhood meaning, uh, almost primitive, logical understanding of the world, which um, it's not conducive to healthy relationships with anyone, with yourself, with people, with, with reality. So in order to heal, you got to feel your feelings. Feeling your feelings is painful and difficult. Um, what you might, what you want to do in this case is you got to, like I said, allow yourself to feel your feelings fully. Don't judge your emotions. Your emotions are just emotions. They're just feelings. Um, watch how you react to what other people say to you. Watch how you react to what you say to other people. Um, check in with yourself. Always, always self-reflect. Check in with why do I feel this way? The more you can get into the habit of doing that, the better chance you have of of not allowing your emotions to run the show. Um, emotions need to run their course. And when they run their course, when the negative felt feelings are felt, then the positive ones can be felt um, when there's a ton of negative feelings. When we allow ourselves to feel those negative feelings, those feelings will come and go, and then the good feelings will be left. Now, not to say you'll never feel negative feelings again, but you'll be in a better, better position to deal with them because you will have already had the skill set to process all of these feelings and um, and work through them. And... This is how we really get back in touch with with what has happened with ourselves and um, really connect with ourselves, uh, which is really a lot of underlying, underbelly work with the subconscious to bring it to the surface. Um, so kind of summarize, there are, there are, you know, when a person is, has a emotional damage, when a person is emotionally traumatized, it's going to be because of their unawareness, their unexpected threat, um, but also their inability to get help, which creates a, which creates a certain uh, level of, of, of needing to constantly protect. And when this happens, there's always, you're looking around for a threat that may or may not exist. And this can go well into, into adulthood and even, and even a whole lifetime. So eliminating this, the, the perceived threat and getting in touch with the actual threat. So if there's an actual threat, we want to make sure we're in line with that threat and not just kind of um, making one up based on the fears that we have. And when we do this, when we allow our emotions to, to be felt, which are sometimes very painful, shame, shame, anger, sadness, rage, um, uh, injustice, betrayal, whatever it is, when we allow ourselves to feel these feelings, we give ourselves a much better chance to process them and take away the meaning that we gave to it in childhood and ultimately live a life where we're connected to ourselves and not running away from our emotions and disconnecting. So I hope this podcast resonates with you. I hope you liked it. Please like and share if you did find it beneficial. I'm available for coaching if you're struggling from recovering from trauma. 
of, uh, of youth, of, of adolescent adulthood or past relationships that have left you feeling stuck and emotionally unresolved, please reach out. My, my email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. And uh, like I said, please feel free to like and share. All the best.